This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, September 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's state lines. Court revives water lawsuit. Farm group cool to USMCA. Hemp industry has yet to overcome FDA concerns. Court reverses ruling on grasslands lawsuit about water quality. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals last week revived a lawsuit over a federal project on irrigation runoff in the San Joaquin Valley. With the goal of eliminating selenium from agriculture runoff, the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation launched the Grasslands Bypass Project more than 20 years ago. The program protects a 97,000-acre drainage along the San Joaquin River tributary from the naturally occurring contaminant. In 2010, a coalition of environmental and sport fishing groups pushed the Bureau to go further. They argued that fallowing 9,200 acres of farmland on the valley's west side was the only way to keep the selenium in the soil. The coalition then sued the Bureau and a local water authority in 2011. They claimed the agencies violated the Clean Water Act by inappropriately applying a specific exemption for agriculture. A district court later dismissed that lawsuit. The Ninth Circuit had a different interpretation of the meaning of the phrase discharges from irrigated agriculture in the suit. It reversed the lower court's decision and ordered the court to reconsider the case. The bill would grant rice farmers more access to incentives for habitat restoration. The Senate passed a bill yesterday that would streamline a program offering incentives for farmers to flood fields in winter. The practice has gained widespread support for how it temporarily restores traditional wetlands, supplying habitat for fish and migratory birds. Assembly Bill 256 would make it quicker and easier for growers leasing land to be approved for the incentives. That according to Sacramento Valley Senator Jim Nielsen. The bill is likely to be at the governor's desk this week. Remember, recognizing rice farming as sustainable is a flip from the sentiment three decades ago. Beginning in the early 1990s, the state phased out nearly all burning of rice fields. Now growers rely on winter flooding and mechanical tools to break down the straw remnants. Science skeptics take over capital and gain the ear of governor. Hundreds of anti-vaxxers flooded the Capitol building to protest a vaccine bill, interrupting a busy day for the legislature yesterday. They shut down floor hearings in both houses. Six were arrested for blocking entrances, while two others chained themselves to a chamber door. In resuming, assembly members had to shout to be heard over the chanting. Last week, Newsom surprised many by being receptive to the vaccine skeptics, while first partner Jennifer Siebel Newsom's staff held closed-door meetings with the advocates. Yesterday, Newsom signed two bills immediately following their passage. The laws add new restrictions to exemptions from vaccines. NFU plays wait-and-see with USMCA. The National Farmers Union is calling on the White House to address a number of what the group sees as shortcomings in the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. A resolution adopted by NFU's board and released yesterday says that country of origin labeling, or COOL, should be added to the agreement and that the trade pact should also address concerns that Democrats have raised about labor standards and drug pricing. Keep in mind... 
Adding cool to the trade agreement is a non-starter. Mexico and Canada both fought a U.S. cool law that was enacted in 2002 and had its beef and pork provisions later repealed. There's no way those countries would renegotiate USMCA to fully reinstate cool. However, given that other major farm groups are lobbying hard for USMCA, the fact that the NFU isn't endorsing it yet gives House Democrats some political cover to continue their negotiations with the White House. We'd like to be able to support USMCA, but we are withholding judgment until we see the deal. That National Farmers Union President Roger Johnson. Some 380 NFU members are on Capitol Hill through Wednesday. They're lobbying on their policy priorities. Farm groups and lawmakers to rally for USMCA. It's still uncertain how much longer House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will need before she decides on whether to hold a vote on the USMCA implementing bill. But farm groups and lawmakers will be pressing her this week for a speedy ratification. Leaders of the American Farm Bureau, the American Soybean Association, the National Corn Growers, U.S. Apple Association, National Milk Producers Federation, and others will be joining Democratic and Republican lawmakers to rally on Thursday on the National Mall to push for the renegotiated NAFTA to be completed this year. House Democrats have said they are still waiting on the U.S. Trade Representative to give them written proposals that address concerns over USMCA some of which call for a reopening of the pact and new approval by all three countries. McKinney optimistic for quick approval of Japan deal. The miniature U.S.-Japan trade pact announced last month still isn't complete, but Ted McKinney, USDA's trade undersecretary, says the plan is for both countries to implement it by around January 1, immediately bringing down Japanese tariffs on a wide array of U.S. ag commodities. McKinney said that 70 to 90 percent of the agreement is complete. The U.S. isn't going to get everything at once in the pack, McKinney told National Farmers Union members yesterday. But he named some U.S. commodities that will get tariff cuts, including beef, pork, ethanol, distiller's grains, and soy meal. McKinney confirmed that the Congress won't have to ratify the pack, but Japan's legislature will. Still, he said he expects on January 1, we will go live on the agreement, and that way tariffs would come down in some margin equivalent to other countries in the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which the U.S. pulled out of two years ago. USDA releases aid details. USDA is out with some key details on its disaster aid program Congress authorized back in June. USDA only has about $3 billion to spend, so officials say Payments for 2019 losses will be limited to 50% of eligible coverage versus 100% for 2018 losses, which were the original target of the bill. Purdue not worried about spending limit. Ag Secretary Sonny Purdue says USDA should be in no danger of hitting the $30 billion limit on the spending authority it's using to make the market facilitation program payments this fall. Purdue indicated USDA has been managing the MFP payments to stay within the limit, and it's counting on Congress to replenish the department's Commodity Credit Corporation account. A new fiscal year starts October 1. We very carefully looked at the cash flow situation of CCC, and you know, the replenishment comes around this time of year. So 
That's what we really rely on as far as the funding for CCC going forward. He told reporters covering the National Association of State Departments of Agriculture meeting yesterday in Albuquerque, New Mexico. FDA questioning CBD safety. FDA's food safety chief, Frank Giannis, insists the agency is looking for a path forward to legalizing the use of the hemp-based CBD in foods and supplements. But Giannis emphasized in a speech at the NASDA meeting that FDA has concerns about CBD safety. He also said that the agency has seen a number of false and misleading label claims for CBD, including that it's effective against cancer, Alzheimer's disease, and other maladies. These products are unapproved new drugs. They are illegal and they pose a risk to consumers, he said. He said an agency working group that is studying the issue would have a report or interim report out sometime this fall. He said, we are working on the appropriate path forward and we know that we have to provide clarity. Here's today's He Said It. There's a reality out there. The reality is we're going broke. We don't need presidential tweets that create trade wars. I'm sorry, we don't. And we don't need a Secretary of Agriculture making comments and jokes about farmers and basements being wine sellers. This is real. Wisconsin dairy farmer Dennis Rosen during a USDA briefing for National Farmers Union members. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, September 10th. It's brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., Visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.